Hello and welcome to Everything Considered Podcast with me, your host, April. I'm an insatiably curious person that loves to consider everything. Everyone I meet in this life is my teacher. Sometimes those lessons are blessings. Other times they challenge me and help me to grow. It's a win-win no matter what. My goal as a host is to provide a gentle space of honest consideration, communication, and respect for all as everything's considered. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. This is April Navoa, and I'm here with Christy Benefield. And I'm so happy to have her here. She's just such a joy. Um, so Christy, I've known you for, I don't know, they've been a year and a half, two years now. Hadn't been a really just long over time. a year. Yeah, yeah, but I enjoy so much talking with you. You are just uh I always go away feeling so uplifted because you're just, you're just such a happy, you just give happiness. I mean, you, you exude it. Um, so, but I want to hear about, um, who you are and where you came from a little bit about your background. Could you go ahead and share that with us? Sure. Um, I grew up in Georgia. Um, my dad, um, became a preacher when I was a teenager. Okay. Um, so that was really, really hard. Mm. Um, he was always very, he was a theologian. We always had so many books on the shelf and he was always studying the Bible. Um, and I, at a young age, I was always in the church. Um, we had Awanas, we had all of that. Um, but I always had that side of me. I was grew up the weird kid. Mm. Um, I stayed in nature. Um, I was intrigued with the opposite of what church was. <laughs> um, not saying I was into devil worshiping at all. No, mm -hmm. but it was just there's to me. I felt like there was something else growing up, but I couldn't pinpoint it. So um, there was a lot of things that family dynamics that went on. Um, mm -hmm. And when my dad passed away, I was, I was like in my late forties when my dad passed away and it was a relief. And I know that sounds terrible, but my dad suffered a lot of mental and um, almost schizophrenic type behaviors. Um, he was bipolar manic. Um, and it was kind of like a relief that he was able to to pass away and pass on to something better because now that I look at it and all the things that my dad went through, it was a, it was a, um, family thing. It went back years. And after he passed, I was able to communicate with a few of my cousins and realized that this is a family thing. Um, so yeah. I felt relieved that he went on to a better life. Yeah. Um, uh, so I didn't feel terrible about his death. We cried for a little bit, but, um, and I miss him, but I don't. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. When he died, um, I had somebody hand me, it was probably before he passed away. I had a friend hand me a deck of tarot cards and I'd always been intrigued with them, but I never practiced with them. I'd been accused of it several times, but I never even handled a deck of tarot cards. I didn't know what they were. Um, I was intrigued. So of course I started playing with them and as I played with them, I was by myself. I didn't really um, know anybody else. Um, my husband was doing motorcycle towing. He owns his own business and I would go with him. And we went to a shop and it was in like Little Five Points area. It was a motorcycle shop in Little Five Points. And the girl at the desk had this beautiful pentacle necklace hmm. on her neck. Okay. And I had never seen one before. So I was intrigued and I asked her about it. So then I did my own research on it and I fell in love with what the pentacle represented. So mm -hmm. I purchased one for myself because I was like, this, this is going to be my talisman. This is going to direct me on my path. Um, so I would wear it. And my husband and I went to go look at a house. This couple was selling and they were going to have us purchase it outright from them and we went mm -hmm. to their house and met with them I had the necklace on and the lady came up to me and she says well blessed be sister and I was like excuse what? me <laughs> I didn't know what that meant mm. um and then I got to talking to her and she you know I told her I said I'm kind of new I don't you know I've really felt drawn to this right. and she said wait till you get into the quantum of it 
mm-hmm. and I didn't know what she was talking about. Mm-hmm. And so it intrigued me because she said, you're going to get into the quantum and it's going to be a rabbit hole. And I recently, about a year and a half ago, walked through the doors of the house of light and um, found my rabbit hole. Wow. <laughs> I realized how much more there is mm-hmm. and how much this world has to offer in healing us and letting go of all the things that we were programmed. So I was really blessed to step through the doors at the house of light. Um, and it totally changed my world. I, wow. I have people now that, um, I guess are on the same path. I don't feel so alone. Um, mm-hmm. but there's so much more to it. I never realized I never realized how much is there meeting you and and everybody else has just really just, I went down the rabbit hole. (laughs) (laughs) And it just keeps going. It just keeps going. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And it's great. It's great. It's great. So what made you take the leap and become a tarot reader? What was the thing you feel like? Was it just meeting the community of people that were exploring, um, I think, I think so. It was almost like a knowing, like Uh it was what I was supposed to do. And it's hard to explain that feeling of just knowing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once I started realizing that, you know, in talking to people, the knowing is a gift. Yes. um, And just following that gift and knowing that you've got this, that there's more out there um, and that I could help people with it um because it helped me you know I would pull cards if I had a a question like when I got into real estate Mm -hmm. it was scary because I was stepping out from helping my husband run his business and branching out to start my own um and growing up as the quiet kid the Mm. don't talk you know keep her in her room I was always grounded I was never allowed to go Uh anywhere um so it was a big thing for me. So I would pull my cards and mm-hmm. write about it. And when I have a hard time in real estate or just in life, I go back to that journal that I wrote and it did tell me my cards did spill it out. It's going to be more than just real estate. Other things are going to come out of it. And it did. It has. There's other aspects that came out of me becoming a real estate agent mm. as far as I get to read tarot now. I, you know, I have a clientele and some of them are real estate agents. Mm -hmm. They are seeking answers as well. We're all looking for clarity in what we're doing. And I think that is why I do it Mm -hmm. for clarity Mm -hmm. as well as why other people come to me because they want to know, am I going the right direction? Is there something I'm missing? And they just want that clarification. And then sometimes, um, it doesn't come right away. You know, it's just one of those things. It's going to take them time to figure it out. Right. So So you would say that tarot, um, for people that don't understand what tarot is, uh, because, you know, they see that word and they may not realize or understand what that is. Can you explain a little bit about what tarot is? divination it's using your intuition um okay you really don't even need the cards right as i've been told they are our tool um but i still like it i still use my cards because the visualization is what people need to see they need to physically see it they feel it Mm -hmm. but to identify it with the cards laying there in front of them and see the story unfold with the cards that gives them a visual um, I think we're all visual people. We mm-hmm. have to see something happen. Right. And um, so I think with tarot, it's a matter of sitting down with somebody, feeling their energy, feeling what they're bringing with them. Mm-hmm. You already know what you're going to say to them, but the cards give you that um, that, that outline, I guess you could say. Right. I guess that would be the right term of this is what you're you've been going through this and you've been going through this because this is what direction you're headed. This is what life is trying to teach you. So if you're going through this, eventually it's going to lead to this. And that's kind of how I do my card readings Mm -hmm. is, you know, you've been going through this right now. This is what you're going through. And if you keep on this path, this is where you're headed, but you can change that. You can change your course. 
So it's a tool for, it kind of is like affirming what you kind of already know on the inside Yeah, is what it's doing. And um, I know I was, um, the accuracy with which you did my reading was mind boggling to me. I think we both cried. Yeah. 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 It was, it was really, it was really something. And uh, it's, it never ceases to amaze me. We have all the answers that we need on the inside of us, but these tools are fun to play with because they give you confidence. They um, help assure you uh, that you're on the right track or that maybe your, your intuition about something is accurate or, you know, or you're going in not the greatest direction. Uh, Yeah. And it's a repeated cycle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it identifies those, um, those shadow elements of ourselves and areas where we're kind of caught up in, uh, in, in a loop, right. Kind of yeah. stuck, kind of stuck. Yeah. 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 So it's, a, it's, I a, see that when I read somebody's cards and I get a lot of swords uh, to me, that's being a stuck in your own mind type situation. Um, if I see somebody with it, when I lay cards out, and it's a bunch of swords. I'm like, Oh, yeah, you got some work to do, girlfriend. That's right. Got to get out of that. Get out loop. your head. Yeah, out of your head. I love that. Out of your head. So, uh, who who comes to see you? What what walks of life do they come from? Uh, I mean, God, I've like I said, I've had realtors show up, um, firefighters, um, just all forms of people. I've had a therapist come in, which was really scary to me because I was kind of taken aback because I'm like, I'm sitting here with a therapist across from me and I'm telling her, so, which it was kind of mind boggling to me. Um, but it was really cool to talk to her. Um, people that are looking for, I had one lady come in, her husband had passed away. This really touched me because mm-hmm. her husband came in while I was reading her tarot. He was, he was very loud and boisterous. And sometimes I do get people that drop in that are on the other side and he wouldn't leave me alone till I told her (laughs) what he was trying to say. And then I could resume my reading. It was the craziest reading I've ever done. Um, Mm. and she sat there and bawled her eyes out because he had recently passed. And that was kind of, she wanted to know if he was there with her. Right. And she, I, I didn't ask her what her question was. I, I say, look, you don't have to tell me. Mm-hmm. I'll figure it out and we'll make right. sense of these cards and he he really made sure I let her know he was there oh. uh, so that was really touching mm-hmm. it really was but um so you know I get all kinds of people that just um if I throw a party at my house or I have people over they're like can you break your cards out you know mm-hmm. yeah um and it's really neat like I had a party and it was a bunch of girls and there was one guy one mm-hmm. guy that was sitting at the table waiting and all the girls kept just about getting all the same cards. Right. And they were all going through just about the same thing. And when I went to read his cards, his cards were totally different. Really? And everybody, I mean, he just, he just sat there. He was, he was shocked because he couldn't believe everything that I was telling him. And he was like, Oh my God, these cards are so accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was really interesting. Just people just are curious. They want to know if it's real. Do you know what you're doing? It's just a bunch of hocus pocus. Sure. Yeah, it is. But we know what we're saying. We don't, we do, but we don't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't know what you're saying to these mm-hmm. people. If it's even resonating with them or if it's going to resonate with them in a few days. Mm-hmm. And I've had that happen where I've said something to somebody and they walked away going, this didn't do anything for me. And then a few days later, they messaged me what you said happened. Right. You were absolutely on spot. I can't believe I just, you know, that that happened after you said it would. Wow. Um, so that, that kind of, it was nerve wracking coming to the house of light and starting to read for people when I've always just done it for myself and for kicks and giggles when I had friends over you know, it's yeah. really intimidating to start charging people to do their tarot. Yeah. Um, it, it's really intimidating because you don't want to, it, it, you don't want to put a price on it really almost. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the, the unfortunate thing about our um, reality is that we still have this um, energetic exchange of, of that's monetary. 
that's, yeah. uh, you know, but that's, yeah. but that is energy. And there is something is. to be said, there is something to be said about the exchange. Cause if there's not the exchange, there's nothing given, nothing gained. And, the, and right. that's the plane that we kind of are functioning in. And it is weird. It is, it is weird because you're playing, you know, you're doing something that you're enjoying. You're having fun with it. You're playing with it. Yeah. You're playing with energy. And um, then there's this like, you know, and I was talking to someone else about this the other day, then there's reality, <laughs> you know, and that, and, but your, and your time yeah. is, is, is worth that. And you're good yeah. at it. You're really yeah. good at it. Um, Thank you. So typically what are they looking, you know, they're they're when they, what is like, I think the most common thing that people ask or want to know that you would say, am I going to find my love? Yes. Am I going to find love? Um, and which is a really hard thing to do because I really try not to do love readings. Yeah. Um, because that's really tricky. Yes. Um, but sometimes that does come up in a reading where they're going to find love or there's somebody that's going to show up in their life. Um, that's one of them. Um, some of them are, am I going in the right direction with my job? I just got an offer. Do I need to quit and go to this? Um, I, yeah. you know, um, but they really don't even tell me what their questions are. Okay. Some of them just want to say, uh, some of them are like, you know, I just want to know, am I missing something? Is there something the universe wants me to know? And I'm just not hearing it. And that was always kind of like what my question was, because I'm like, I really don't know what to ask the cards, right. you know, because um, sometimes we really don't know what we truly, really want. Right. And that's, that's key. You got to know what you really, truly want. Um, but that's yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, am I going to get my girlfriend back? That's been one. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Not if you're acting the way you are. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's just uh, not, it's not meant to be. I mean, it's just, you know, people, I think a lot of times they want, well, we want the easy button and we don't want to see the blessing and the struggles or, uh, you know, the lessons there. And uh, we would just prefer that everything's smooth sailing all the time. And that's not what we came here for, is it? I mean, no, 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 no. It's hard work. It is. You got to put in the work. You really do. Yeah. 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 So misconceptions about tarot. Hmm. <laughs> that's a big category. It is. It is um, coming from the background I came from with a very Christian family. Um, I have been accused of um, worshiping Satan, Mm -hmm. um, which it's not the truth. Um, It is not anything to do with Satan. Uh, Absolutely not. It's the opposite spectrum because when I do tarot readings, I'll call in my angels, my guides, ancestors. I call in help to for me to read i don't call and pray to oh lord mighty satan to (laughs) guide me because that's just not it um i've had a lot of um criticism from family members and not you know um that it's wrong um it's not Mm -hmm. it's no to me these people that read their bible and they just open their bible up and that's their devotion for the day that's no different than a tarot no, it's not. It's the same thing. It's yeah. what you need to hear for that day. So pull a card. There's nothing wrong with pulling a card and meditating on that. And because that's what you needed to hear for the day, this is what you're going to need to get through your day. Um, pull a card, you know, mm-hmm. even if it's an Oracle card, which is totally different than tarot, a little bit different. Um, but I think Look, we checked the weather report, right? Yeah. How are you going to plan your day? Yeah. And does, is that weatherman right all the time? No, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. you know, we will plan our day. Do we take an umbrella? Do we wear a coat? How about a jacket? How about a sweater? Do we put on gloves, a hat? I mean, you know, Georgia, it's all of the above, all the above, right. (laughs) Uh, But you know, it's, I mean, in a sense, like any kind of forecasting Mm -hmm. goes on, you know, and then you have people that call themselves prophets, right? So I don't see a huge difference uh, every culture, every religion ev- has some form of forecasting. 
you know, yeah. financial advisors. This is what, how in the world do they know for sure that that's going to trend up or trend down? They, they don't necessarily, yeah. but oftentimes they're right because they're educated in it. And that's the same with what you're doing. Yeah. 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 Um, I would, I am wanting to branch out. I've tried doing tea leaves. That's a little complex. Um, cause I love tea. Right. Um, and, and it is, it is a lot of work. I mean, there's palm reading, which intrigues me as well. Um, mm -hmm. I've been fascinated with that. Uh, so there's just so many different levels of divination you can use like ruins. Mm -hmm. Um, those are really in depth and a lot to contend with. Um, I kind of had to give up on that because it was just very time consuming. And with everything I had going on, I had to let something go. Yeah. You know, I was pulling my hair out. There <laughs> Too many. Was, you can't retain anything if you've got so much going on. I can't retain. So. Like having too many tabs open on your computer. It's like, yeah, a bit much. <laughs> yeah. So, so what, what other kind of misconceptions do you think about Um. Ew, trying to think on that. Um, I know you do tarot a little bit differently than some other tarot readers. I know this. I do. Yeah. I do. Um, the funny thing is when I started reading tarot, I had never had a reading done on myself. I had never had a tarot reading done on myself. Yep. And I was reading tarot. So wow. I had never really seen a real tarot reading so I didn't know what how it went I just did with what I knew yeah um the, and it's really intriguing now I'll get on YouTube or other social things and see how people are reading their cards I've met other tarot readers that have come into the house of white and seeing how they read and you know you could take a little bit from them to to incorporate into yours um when I read for myself um, and sometimes I do it for other people because it, uh, it says, do this. I can feel the pull that I needed to do it, but I will pull an Oracle card and then pull tarot cards to elaborate on it. And I usually do that for myself. And then, like I said, sometimes I'll be in the room with somebody and it'll, I'll just be like, I need to pull an Oracle card first. We need a direction. Mm -hmm. And it just totally changes. I totally I can't just do one spread. Some people will do a three card spread and that's all you get. I will just keep pulling cards till it says stop. Right. You know, till I come to a card and it's like no more. Yes. And, and I stop. And then sometimes I'll be talking and we'll finish up and wrap up with what we're seeing. And I'm like, one more. We're going to just do one more. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> um, yes. it's just really interesting to be pulling cards and just have the answers and then sometimes it'll totally change direction hmm. when you're reading and I can't really I'll have to just keep pulling cards till I finally see the story and sometimes that scares people especially when you're pulling the devil card the death card and the tower card and they're like oh gosh <laughs> those are you know that that is I think that could probably be uh, misconceived as something different than what it is. Can you explain a little bit about those cards you mentioned? Because, you know, I think people hear those words and, you know, the hair starts to stand up on the back of your neck. They do. When they do. They see familiar. those cards drop and they're like, Ooh, the devil card is nothing um, ugly. Um, it is basically for me, when I pull the devil card for somebody, it is a form of bondage. They are bound down by something that they need mm -hmm. to let go. Um, um that, um, I think they've got a side of them that they need to bring to the light. Okay. Um, it's nothing bad. Um, the death card, when I pull it for me is just death to something that you don't need in your life. So if you get the devil card and the death card, you're you're making progress and the the tower is a crumbling of that is everything that you thought was real is crumbling before you and you're about to start um something new yes um so everything that you've known is going to crumble right before your eyes and usually if those three cards are in there the fool is in there somewhere and that just tells me you're about to start on something really fantastic go with your gut rock what you're doing you know 
things are about to change. Your world is about to get shook. And tarot works in symbolism. It's not literal. And I think that's, that's the major misconception. I, I, a major misconception about it, I think. And in my mind is people tend to look at it in terms of literal, but they don't understand that spiritual, anything spiritual and miss or miss, you know, mystical operates in archetypes and symbolism. And I think that's, that's, what's really difficult for people that are literalists to wrap their head around. That's perfect. I love that. I love that. That is a good misconception. I never, yes, that's perfect. Yeah. The symbolism is exactly what that is. I I think there's so much weight in looking at things in in a literal way uh, when what we really are, are spiritual beings having a physical experience. So would it not make more sense if, of course, you ascribe to that belief to look at things in, in that way? Uh, but we live in this 3d existence and yeah. <laughs> so you see the death card and you go oh my gosh I'm gonna die you know like you know I mean it doesn't necessarily it's dying I know I know so it's so I think your ego <laughs> well right exactly yeah that's yeah. big change is coming yeah. that's that's not a bad yeah. thing change is important you know yeah that's how we grow yeah. and evolve into whom we're we're supposed to be or I should say return to who we are because I really believe we're we come in kind of kind of together and then we get disassembled (laughs) yes yes and it's painful at times it is yes so tarot is one tool you know among many that we can use to kind of uh return um, to who we are to recognize uh patterns and um places in ourselves that need to shift and to grow so it's a beautiful it's a beautiful gift and it's a lot of fun to play with too so it's not it's not what it is fun yeah I've and it's addicting um tarot cards are they have beautiful artwork Mm -hmm. um finding a really good tarot deck that has great artwork um that you can actually read there are some some decks that I bought because like I bought the nightmare before Christmas deck. I love Tim Burton. Oh yeah. I love, and I found the nightmare before Christmas deck and it was based on the writer weight, which is my favorite deck to use. It's very simple. The symbolism is very easy. And that's the deck I use to read other people Mm -hmm. um, because it's easy and quick for me. Um, So I was like, Oh, I gotta have this deck. It is so cool. I got it. And I worked with it a couple of times, but it was just, I never picked it back up. I just continued. And I had bought another deck, which is really confounding to me. It's very um, black and white. Mm -hmm. And I was started working with that. And I had a friend that called me and she was wanting to learn to read tarot. And she bought a deck and it was not very good. The cards were not very good card stock. She didn't like the pictures. And it came to me, give her your nightmare before Christmas deck. Really? I like that deck, but you don't use it. Mm. She's like, she likes nightmare before Christmas. She's got tattoos of it on her. She draws, she does all these things. She lives Tim Burton as well. So I told her, I said, meet me at the house of light. I've got a deck of cards for you. And they work for her. So I feel like sometimes you can buy a deck and it's really not for you. Mm-hmm. and when the spirit tells you or you get that nudge to give it to somebody you better listen and right. just do it um it felt good to give her that deck um I'm, I'm really thankful that she's able to work with it and it's not just sitting on my shelf gathering dust because I haven't picked it up you know um but there are certain decks it's just really hard to get the symbolism mm-hmm. and that takes a lot of practice and playing with them is to get the symbolism down so when you look at these cards you know what you're looking at and a yeah. lot of times it's just calling in your guides um i have a guide that helps me in tarot she came to me in a meditation mm-hmm. um and i just call upon her and sometimes she'll come through and help me understand these decks cuz it gets gets a little bit it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. I, it's, it really does take some skill. Yes, it does. Yeah. But everyday you know, practice, everyday practice. But I, when I hear yeah. you talk, Christy, I really get the sense that 
um, you're a very loving person and your heart really is to help people. And you're a very giving and generous person. You're very tied into your tribe, very tied into others. Oh, thank you. Um, and I think that's just a beautiful thing. And it's just so helpful, uh, you know, always, always wanting to serve. And uh, I think that's yeah. a beautiful thing about you. Oh, thank you. Thank so you. not to change the subject too much, but you're like this amazing gardener and, uh, <laughs> and you, you're an herbalist. So yes. you, you also are very connected to, well, you talked about when you were young, how you're very connected to nature and that you really yeah. feel like that's where you connect to spirit. Like that's the place. Can you elaborate yes. a little bit more on that? Growing up, I always, um, I was gardening as a kid. I had a mint garden. I would play in plants. I was a very strange child. Um, I would make crafts. I mean, who does that? Most of the kids were out cruising the town and here I am playing in plants. Mm -hmm. um, my dream is when I'm, I'm working towards it is to have a nice greenhouse mm -hmm. where I can play in my plants and propagate and share the plants. Um, I love to grow herbs and dry them. Um, in the fall when I'm harvesting them all, my house smells amazing. Right. Um, they're just all hanging in my dining room. I've got all these bundles mm -hmm. everywhere, but it's rewarding just mm -hmm. to walk in the garden and just talk to them, feel them. They, I make teas with them. I just getting my hands in the dirt means a lot. Um, I enjoy walking the woods and foraging for mushrooms. Wow. Um, it's, it's beautiful. You can, for me, I can walk into the woods and I, it's almost like I'm a truffle pig. You smell can smell. Them, and oh, I'm that's like, great. It's going to be a good mushroom day. You can smell it. <laughs> you have these instincts yeah. about it. I mean, you really know your stuff. You're very informed about it. And it's not like I informed. have no formal education. So that kind of is daunting. It's like, just like I said, a knowing, but it's, I don't have a formal education. Well, I just, I will dare say that I think that is far superior to the education. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because you feel it in your body. Like, yes. and it doesn't, it doesn't lead you wrong. Whereas the problem with education and information is that it's always shifting. Whereas these, yes. this deep inner knowing that you have about nature, about your herbs, about the plants around you, about the mushrooms, even about the animals that are around your home, like that is something mm -hmm. that, that is like, it's very solid, you know, and it's very connected mm -hmm. to the earth. And um, I think it's just a beautiful thing. I think it's, I think that kind of wisdom, because that's wisdom, you know, there's a yeah. You have an inner wisdom that's obvious to me when I talk to you and I, and I, I hear it when you speak about these things and no, thank you <laughs> I really do. And you, uh, you. you make, you share these uh, preparations. You make, you, you have some of those products at the house of light. Is that correct? Yes. 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 Um, I, Smell is a very important thing to me. I, I think sometimes when we smell a fragrance, it can take us to a certain time and place, um, whether it's a good place or a bad place. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, um, aromatherapy um, is key. I was one of the weird moms at the church daycare because Jessica, my when she was a baby, was colicky and I would rub her down with lavender oil mm. and they just thought I was crazy. That's not going to help. I was like, it does. You don't understand massaging your baby with this lavender oil calm. I mean, so for me, fragrance was always key. And I got into making incense and that, that also led to the herbs. And it was just all about the fragrance. I mean, crushing mm -hmm. up rosemary in your hand and smelling it. There's, it's just, inviting um it's invigorating you get lost and 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 stuck in your head smell some rosemary you know yeah. um it i think things, fragrance is very healing um so i i do um i'm working on my herbal inventory i guess you could say to make and harvest and make my own tea blends mm -hmm. um 
I'm really digging into the different tea blends of what herbs will go together to make a very tasty tea that is healing um, or that smells good. Cause sometimes some of them you just smell and you're like, Oh, that takes me back to this mm. and this, you know? And, and then when you drink it and you feel the herbs in your body and in that warm liquid, just nourishing you on a different level, mm-hmm. you know, just the smell and then the ingestion of it. Um, mm. I'm really starting to really want to branch out and have a tea blend that I can formulate and bring into the house of light where it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, I am working on that. It, it's, it's a hard process to get enough herbs to make that. You have to have a lot. <laughs> yeah. And then once they really dry do. out, they shrink. So yeah. they shrink tremendously. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, where'd they go? <laughs> that was a lot. And now it's a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Mushrooms so, or spinach, it just kind of shrinks. Yeah. 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 The mushrooms do shrink. Um, I've enjoyed, you know, digging into those as well. Um, it's just certain things just fascinate me. And when somebody will talk about it, then I'm like, okay, and I'm researching and then I'm going out in the woods and looking mm-hmm. for this and, you know, okay, I know it grows around this tree, you know, um, and then I'll see certain plants in the woods and I have no clue what they are. I don't know their name, but they're fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, I found a bay laurel tree in my woods. It just it was crazy. I was, I've walked these woods, never saw it before. And then I went out one day and then there it was. It was just this huge bay laurel bush. And I had walked by it. I don't know how many times I never saw it. Wow. It was, the it, just, time. There it, was it was, yeah, it was like, okay, it's time for you to see me now. Oh. You know, it was really cool. That's so beautiful. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Yeah. You are a very wise, wise woman. Um, uh, thank you. Now you've done candles and things as well, right? Can't, is it candles? Yes. Yeah. Yes. When I was little, I would take my mom's candles that were spent and I would melt them down to make candles for myself when I was growing up. Wow. Um, and me and one of my girlfriends would do it. Now I, I, I'm looking to expand a little bit more. Um, I don't have quite the system to make a big bulk of candles. I, I'm having a hard time meeting the demand at the house of light. Um, but yes, I am working on um, growing that business as well. Cause the candles um, is the warm light. Mm-hmm. We're in the darkest times of the year. And so yeah. making candles is a perfect time to do because you're bringing light into your darkness. That's right. Um, so I think now is the perfect time if you want to make a candle start making candles mm-hmm. um it'll it'll really help with this this darkness this dark time of the year that we're in we all kind of suffer from um seasonal depression because mm-hmm. we want that sunlight and we're not getting it yeah. um make your own light make a candle um it's, so it's or just light one if you can't make it just light one there's yeah. something there. And if you want to clear your space and clean your space, light an incense, um, that smoke will cleanse your space. Mm-hmm. Um, you can smudge as well, but there's just so many different ways to cleanse your space and candles and incense or I, I never realized what I was doing when I did those things at first, you know, it's just, I was just drawn to do it. And wow. That's I've been impressive. doing it for like several years now. So it's fun. What's your favorite? Like, if you had a favorite um, scent, what would it be? I sell it now. It's called Citrus Fig. Um, It takes me back to the first time I was introduced to incense. Um, I went to this lady's shop in North Carolina. She had a massage therapy shop. And in the shop, she had just walls of incense that she made. And so she introduced me to making hand dipped incense um and that smell just takes me back to that time of when I realized that's what I want to do I want to have a shop where my incense is being sold right um and so that fragrance right there just takes me to that um Mm. I really like them all though (laughs) do you have a favorite herb patchouli I I love patchouli and bergamot okay um really intrigued me I was actually able to procure a patchouli plant I bought a couple of them Mm -hmm. and this year I was actually able to keep it alive um 
And I love it because when it rains, mm. patchouli as a live herb is different than what you smell in the oil. A lot of people are grossed out by the smell of patchouli because they think hippies um, and the dirty hippies that covered yes. up their bad bo with patchouli Uh, (laughs) but i like the smell of patchouli i I don't wear it strongly but um the green herb when the rain and it's humid in this georgia weather Mm -hmm. and the rain hits it and you could just sit out on the porch with the rain hitting this patchouli Mm -hmm. plant that's been heated by the sun you smell the aroma coming off of it and it's different than the oil it's a very earthy smell still but um it just does something yeah yeah you can smell the green it's different than the dried herb and the oil it really is um it's one of my favorites and then the bergamot is also the same Mm -hmm. um it's got a very earthy smell maybe it's because i'm i'm a pisces and um i'm kind of (laughs) flighty and i need that grounding (laughs) well do you so um I don't know if this is something that you dove into, but um, so are different oil, like different oils, are they associated with different uh, signs in the Zodiac? Would you say? Yes. Different elements. Yes. Some of them are associated with different elements and that, that gets another rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. Um, I just find, and for me, it's not, I don't even, I haven't even researched it, but certain fragrances will trigger, you just feel it. And you know, like this fragrance, like, the smell of copal mm-hmm. is a good fragrance for me to meditate to. It mm. almost like I can connect to spirit better. And when I researched it, they actually burn it to connect to spirits. Oh, that's I was interesting. like, oh. so I knew that before reading it mm-hmm. because it, I can burn copal or sage. You know, I just never really realized what I was doing when I was doing it until I started. Well, why? What does this herb do? And then I realized, oh, you knew this already. I think your intuition, Christy, is off the charts. Like, <laughs> it really is. It really is. And Thank I think you. that's a great way to navigate life. I mean, I, and I really honestly believe that most people have an inner knowing they just ignore, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and um, you don't ignore it. I'm trying not to. I'm learning not to. Let's put, rephrase it. I'm learning not to. Yeah. Because I have shut. I'm sorry. My clock is going off. Hopefully, it's not loud. No, I don't hear it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, it's. Um. I'm learning to to really connect more with that, mm-hmm. um, and not be afraid. Yeah. Because that's been part of my problem is not having the confidence or the voice to speak what's actually inside of me. Mm-hmm. And I think being around people like you and Donna and mm-hmm. all the sisters there at the House of Light mm-hmm. has helped me step into who I really am mm. and, and realize that I shouldn't be scared. No. I should not be afraid to express um, because whether people like me or not, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Who well, I Matt- am matters is that you like you and we all love you yeah (laughs) um but um yeah I think that's the thing right I mean you know this homogenization or uh this idea that we should all be the same um is just so antithetical to creativity and beauty and um I see so much creativity and beauty in you and I just see it blossoming and it's it's a joy and honor to really witness um I have seen your, your products are masterful. The things that you Thank do you. when you do something, it, you know, I'm just kind of like, I throw things together and, <laughs> and it works for me, but other people go, well, that's a little lopsided. I'm like, well, it's beautiful. It's mine. You know, I mean, like, I'm just not, I am not a master in that. Oh. I, I care to do things with any sort of perfection. I'm, I'm much more production oriented. I am creative, but you know, I'm just, I like lopsided and all over the place and unordered, but I admire people that can do something in such a perfect, beautiful way. And when I look at the things that you create, I'm like, whoa, that's, that's very talented. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's like a lot of thought, a lot went into that and it, and it was the, it was detailed. 
And Thank I you. just, I, I admire, my husband's like that too. I admire people uh, that can really uh, master a thing and do it in such a way that it's just looks flawless. And I see that about you. Wow. Well, thank you. I'm not trying for flawless, but <laughs> I do try to make it look presentable, but um, I do try. Yeah. Well, if there are, I don't ever see them. I just, I'm just blown away at the beauty of it, you know? So, thank you. so I'm, thank I'm you. very, so uh, when do you, when, when are you at the house of light? How can people find you? I'm there on Tuesdays um, from 12 to 2. I know it's a short time, um, but I've been picking my grandchildren up after school. That's kind of important for me to do right now. Right. Um, so from 12 to 2 on Tuesdays, I'm there. Um, if people want to book a private session after hours, I am available. Just They can call the House of Light or and get in touch with me through the house of light. Mm -hmm. Um, that would be fine. Um, and I can book it through with them mm -hmm. and set it up. I don't mind doing, I've done it in the past where it's a group of girls. They're going out for dinner together. It's a girl's night and they all come together and want to do a tarot reading. That's very popular. Yeah. Um, so I don't mind doing those. They're really a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes, uh, Kim will join in um, and we'll do like a, a session like where they'll come in and do Lucia light with Donna. Oh, wow. One will be doing that. One will be doing a tarot reading with me. And then at the end, we all end with the sound journey with Kim. We did that recently. Wow. Um, I left there so dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hi, afterwards. So dizzy that day. Yeah. Um, it was beautiful. I was just wow. like, oh, because that sound journey just relax and after reading cards and the ladies had gone and had a full massage and everything before they came to us that they were just like pretty drunk by the time we had to all just kind of sit for a minute yeah but it was a really good time it makes for a really good time and it's um so I don't mind doing those things it's really a lot of fun that's yeah. awesome so you fun. do some special events but you're typically there on Tuesdays it's called yeah. uh tea and tarot or tea Tea and taro, yes. I'll put on a pot of tea, and if you want a cup, I'll make you a cup. Okay. Um, but usually, I'm drinking a cup of tea while I'm there if I remember to bring it. That's awesome. So, <laughs> and that's okay if it if it happens, it happens. It's all good. Yeah. Um, so, do they just contact the House of Light then to schedule an appointment? Okay. You can schedule appointments. I don't mind walk-ins. Um, if you are a walk-in and I'm with another client, you know, I'll try to get with you as soon as possible. Um, I've had people come in right at two o'clock wanting a reading. Um, and that's kind of inconvenient because um, I yeah. have to be on the other side of it. But um, usually the, the readings don't last long. I, I don't do hour long readings because right. there's not that much to say in an hour when you're reading somebody. Uh, so they usually typically last about 20 minutes or so. Okay. Um, and we do provide tissues and paper for you to write down notes. I don't mind people recording if they want to record it to refer back to later, take pictures of the cards that are pulled. Uh, sometimes they're a mess and you can't make sense of them by the time I'm done. Um, but that's what I say, just record it, mm -hmm. you know. That way you can um, but, kind yeah. of refer back to it because it is difficult yeah. to, rem to remember everything. Uh, it is yeah it is it can be difficult it is so yeah. they so they if they want to get a hold of you they need to they should contact the house of light or is there any other or is that pretty much the best way to go about it contact the house of light I don't mind them messaging me or calling me I've had a couple of them call me and say hey are you gonna be at the house of light Tuesday I've got some free time can I pop in okay I, you know Yes, they can contact me on my cell phone as well. I don't know if I need to provide that or not. Well, what I'll do is I'll um, I'll go ahead and put that in the show notes and along okay. with the link to the House of Light and, and the phone number there so they can, you know, okay. they can check there first. So yeah. I, I end uh, my uh, podcast with a question. Okay. And I ask everybody the same question. And it's kind of a silly question because like a lot of us know that time is just kind of a, um, like a concept that we create in our minds. It's not, you know, it's not really yeah. real per se. Um, but if you could live at any time in history, uh, when would that be and why? 
there's so many time frames I want to jump to. Um, and I think they all have one thing in common. It was a time that the world was changing. Oh. We were going from one thing to the another. So like the Renaissance, things were changing then. Um, the 20s, things mm-hmm. were changing then. So I think the Renaissance and um, that time when things were simpler, we didn't have all the electronics and the industrialism of the world facing us simpler times um I really see myself in those times I can almost see myself in the time of the Vikings you know wow. raiding countries you know and <laughs> yeah. living off the land and farming um but yeah I I think the renaissance would be would be that's probably out of all yeah but there's so many that intrigue me and I feel like I've been there <laughs> yeah well I think you know and I I I always make this case or I guess I just that we are energy and energy is never created nor destroyed. So it is, it is a good hypothesis uh, that our energy has existed in other timelines. And I don't know, I I know that I believe that to be true. Um, I do too. Yeah. So uh, that's, yeah. And the Renaissance was a time of just massive human evolution in terms really of was. art and music and or and uh yeah. li- you know literature and um yeah so i i find i think that's amazing we're in another we're we are Change. approaching that now and i have I I, and i'm like i chose to do did i choose like you know wow this is quite a quite a time we're living in right now yeah so in a sense we're kind of living in a little bit of a renaissance or at least something coming up to it um, yes yes I, I think wish. so I agree it's kind of I think about all the timelines that you know the renaissance the 20s when it was going from when they were bringing electricity and people mm-hmm. were like I don't want that I don't want electricity it's loud right. and then the 60s there was a revolution going on and I'm intrigued with the 60s and now here we are living it again because things are changing and it's like I get to be a part of it again. Yes. You know, I feel like I was there before. Now here I am again. And it's wonderful. I yeah. I think that that's a wonderful thing. What a ride. To be a part of the change. What a ride. Yeah. <laughs> I know it. I know it. Well, Christy, I really enjoyed this immensely. And uh, everyone, you can find Christy at the House of Light. And I will uh, link to uh, their website in the uh, description of this show, as well as contact information for Christy. Um, But Christy, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. It was an honor to talk to you today and you were a blessing in my life and uh, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you, April. You've been such a blessing as well. I really, I'm so thankful I met you. Well, we will talk soon and uh, thanks again. Thank you. Bye everybody.